Say What podcast. I'm so happy you're here today. Hello, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome new guests, welcome new friends, welcome new listeners, welcome back. All of our friends who are, have been here listening to all the episodes, I am so happy that you are here today. My name is Hannah, and we talk about sex and marriage and relationships and Jesus and things that people don't want to talk about. We talk about all of that, and I speak a lot about painful sex as well. So it's a really good time here at the Sailor Podcast, and I am so excited to be recording today. I'm also very excited because I have my favorite person in the whole entire world with me today, babe. Say hello to the listeners. Wouldn't it be awesome if we just like intro Theo right there after you said that and had him like bark or something? <laughs> he's since not he's a person, here. Right. If you would have said favorite thing, favorite whatever, that's probably, I mean, if I'm being annoying, you probably like Theo more than you like me. I right? do, but I do like you better than him though. Yeah. He annoys me a lot. Yeah. I so. can go to the bathroom inside too, which right. is very nice. because it makes a huge difference <laughs> in our lives. Yes. My God. Yes. Well, when I was thinking about the topic today, I had planned on just recording it by myself. And then I was like, you know what? Thomas and I went through this. So why not bring him on? And I think it's always fun when I have guests and it's always fun when Thomas is here. So Thanks for being here. You're the best. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I just love to reiterate every time I'm on that I am the most appearance. I have made the most appearances as a guest. There you go. On the podcast, I'm keeping my title going. I am the defending champion, and I am very excited to be here today. Well, we're just we're just honored to have you here. It's just it's our honor and our privilege to have you on the Save Up podcast. I, I love it. I love he it. just likes to have his ego groomed. Anyways, I am so pumped to talk to you about losing your sex drive after you get married today. But we got a couple life updates, a couple things that we like to start off the episode with. And the first one is I have an announcement, and we should we should tell them, right? Yeah, oh, even, for sure. Even though it doesn't happen until February 1st. So if you're listening to this on Monday, you can't get can't do anything about it until the next day. But we should tell them. We should tell them, right? Yeah, definitely. We tell them. Yeah. Okay, we're going to tell you because you're special, and you get to know before everyone else does, on Instagram at least. Okay, on February 1st, Say What is launching... <laughs> Make it sound boring. A membership program. We're launching the Say What memberships, and I am so freaking excited. I cannot tell you guys how excited I am. I have spent many nights just like up thinking about this, can't sleep, can't eat, just like so ready. That's not true. I can definitely eat, but I'm so excited about these memberships. So I'm offering you two membership options, and There's one called Say What Friends and one called Pelvic Health Besties, and they are group programs where you can join and have a group of women come alongside you and let you know that you're not alone going through what you're going through, where you're providing extra support and encouragement, helping you out in your marriages, your relationships, you as a wife, as a person, as a human, just growing as a human and having just a group of people to come alongside you. And I am so excited. I remember when I got married, I felt really, really, really alone alone and didn't feel like anyone really prepared me the right way for marriage. And I just felt like I didn't have like a safe place to go talk to about what was going on. And so I created this, I created this. So no one else has to go through what I went through when I first got married. And so 
I am just so excited to offer this to you guys. This is going to be super interactive groups. I'm going to be in there all the time posting constantly. I'm going to be really interactive in there. You're going to get bonus podcast episodes. You're going to get discount on merch. You're going to get a free sticker for the first 20 people that sign up. You're going to get, oh gosh, the pelvic health besties, you get a lot more stuff. Not, I shouldn't say a lot more stuff, but you get extra stuff because you also get to join the Say What Friends group as well. You get to get in both. Um, but you are going to get lots of fun things that I'm not going to tell you at all right now because we're just, we're not going to tell you all the details, right? 24 hours. You got to wait. You got to wait till Tuesday. Tuesday is when all the details will come out, but which is on February 1st. Um, but I'm seriously so excited. I hope to see all of you guys in there. I'm really excited to take this next step as like this business and per and for my personal life. I really want to make this my full-time job. And I'm just really excited to offer this stuff to you. And, and the and inside the groups, we're going to have guest speakers. I'll be live in there once a month. And you're just going to have an opportunity to connect with other women and ask your questions and just have a support system. And I am just seriously so so pumped to offer this next step for Say What. I'm seriously so excited. I can't say that enough. And I'm just really grateful that you guys are interested. And we've already got a couple people in the groups, some founding members, which I'm stoked about. So feeling good, feeling ready. Can't wait to do this. And all the details will be out on my Instagram on February 1st. And you can guys can sign up there. And I also will um, link my um website and where you can find the information at on Instagram so you can get it there. But yeah, all in, all the information is going to be on my Instagram page where you can find the details. And I will say I'm announcing it on February 1st, but then enrollment is opening up that Friday. So you can join on Friday. Just give you a couple days between announcement and enrollment. But enrollment opens on Friday. Super pumped. What do you think about the Save Up memberships, Thomas? Um, I mean, I'm super excited to see what people are going to be able to get out of this. I know I'm not going to give up give up away too much as well, but I've seen some of the marketing materials we're putting together and heard a lot of the why behind why you've decided to do this. And I think it's going to be a big opportunity and a, and a resource tool asset to the people that uh, you're in communication with that, you know, they'll have people that are surrounding them with their daily walk, what they're going through yeah. and can really speak into the things that they're dealing with. And uh, I'm just really excited to see how it goes and progresses. Yeah. I, you know, knew I wanted to start something. And when I was thinking about it and praying about it, I just kept coming back to all the DMs that I get from people. And I get a lot of them that say, can you tell this person this thing? I really want this person to know that they're not, they're not alone. And then another one will say the same thing. And another one will say the same thing. Because you guys know on Instagram, I post a ton of polls and a ton of question boxes just to really help us like talk about hard things and feel less alone. And my anytime I do that, my DMs are just flooded with people wanting me to communicate like you know, that they're not alone to the person who posted the poll to give like advice and support and encouragement. And I, I love doing that and love offering that to you guys. But I was like, I can take this a step further. Like I can take this a step further and actually let them talk to each other. And that would just be the greatest thing in the world. If my, if my say what community can talk to each other. Yep. And so I'm making it to where you can talk, guys can talk to each other. And I am just, I'm over the moon, overjoyed, can't cannot wait to do this and like i said all the details will be dropping soon so be on the lookout super excited so thanks for being on this journey with me okay thomas just give us a quick update what you've been up to and then let's then let's get into the con the conversation um yeah i have been working trying to figure it out <laughs> uh, yeah. i worked on a political campaign all summer 
which was kind of like my main thing. Yep, that was and cool. And then I started a part-time job at our church yep. in December when that was over. So that's what I'm doing now and just working on some other stuff in the background. But yeah, it's been a fun time. Cool. He's also been making some reels, which we have to have a conversation <laughs> about the one he posted today. I almost unfollowed him because I thought that there was someone else on my Instagram that I didn't want to be on there. So we're going to have to have a little talk about that off the microphone, husband. But he's been having a good time. He's been having, That made that sound really bad. It really wasn't bad. It was just a funny reel, but it confused yeah, me a it's lot. It's Chris so. Evans without a shirt on. Yeah, that, I don't, I don't want shirtless all, guys on my Instagram feed. That we've feed. all already seen. I have not seen that. I did not know that was Chris Evans. I had that's, no that's idea who Captain that was. America. What are you talking I had about? No idea. You've seen that movie. I have, but I had no idea that was him. I was like, why is there a shirtless guy on my feed? And then it was like your post. And I was like, I'm about to unfollow this person. Oh, it's my husband. I was just very confused. It's funny. Well, thanks for giving us the very, very short, quick life update. I think we should just give the people what they want, what they came here for, which is to talk about losing your sex drive after you get married. So let's just dive into it. Okay. Um, Actually, before we dive into it, let's take a quick pause. Thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. In 2022, I'm setting a new mental health goal. And I told you guys last week that that goal is to invite more rest and fun into my life. And I have been doing that since I told you guys last week. I actually watched a movie during like in the during the week last week and that was really fun. And so I'm I'm trying to add some more rest and fun into my life. And one of the best ways to follow through on a healthy mental health habit is by working with a licensed therapist. And with BetterHelp, you can access their network of over 20,000 licensed therapists. That's a lot, which is so awesome. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. If you've ever searched for a counselor in your area, you know that it can take weeks or even months to get a call back. It just, it can take a really long time. That's not true with BetterHelp. So with BetterHelp, you can communicate in little as 48 hours with your therapist. BetterHelp is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule a weekly video or phone session so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed, which is super important because you really want to be able to connect with your therapist. So I love that they offer like you can change a new therapist if you want to. I love that they have that option. And it's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com slash say what. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 2 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. You deserve to prioritize your mental health this year. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash say what. That's better H-E-L-P.com slash say what. And thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Okay, let's get to talking about this topic. I'm really excited. I will tell you guys, I posted a question box on Instagram asking for your thoughts on this, and you guys blew it up. I had so many responses. This is definitely the most responded to question box I've Mm. ever posted before. Cool. Like, Pete, you guys want to talk about this, and you want to talk about it really bad. So I'm really excited that we're doing it because I just was overwhelmed with the amount of responses and DMs about it. Like, I'm and overwhelmed in a good way, obviously, but I'm just like, whoa, okay. You want to talk about this. So let me remind you what we're talking about today. So 
we're talking about how once you get married, let's say you're waiting till marriage to have sex and you have this idea in your head that you're going to have a lot of sex when you get married. You get this idea in your head because people will tell you this is how it happens. And what I'm learning is that that's not true. I don't know why we created this fake life to tell people that's gonna what's gonna happen when they get married but you are so excited to get married your sex drive is super high you can't keep your hands off your fiance you can't keep your hands off each other when you're dating and then you guys get engaged and it's even more and you're just like I cannot wait to just be able to have sex with you and like be really intimate in this way I'm just I, I want to like touch you 24 7 like you have a super high sex drive and then you get married and then it's like gone like, the sex drive's gone. You're not really wanting to have sex. You're not having sex all the time like you thought you would. Like, it's just gone. And you're like, what the actual heck? Like, where did it go? How did this happen? I don't really understand. Like, your sex drive is literally nowhere to be found. And you're, like, feeling pretty crazy. You're like, why, why is this happening? Like, why was I have such a strong sex drive before I was married? And then it switched. Like, I truly don't understand where this is coming from. Like, I don't get it. And this has happened to, like a lot of you. Like, like I said, I got a lot of responses. Thomas and I went through this. Like we experienced this and we'll talk a little bit about ours, um, you know, in a minute, but we went through it and it was like very interesting. And I'm just finding that a lot of you guys have gone through it as well. So it's like, you have a really high sex desire and you can't wait to do it. And then you get married and it's like gone, no desire whatsoever. So we just want to talk about that today and kind of go through some reasons like why this might have happened for you, maybe give you like a sigh of relief, like, okay, this is like, this is me, I understand it now, and where to go from here. So Thomas and I are going to talk through some different reasons that this could happen for you in no particular order, like at all. This is just, I wrote down some thoughts and ideas and I don't really think there could be an order, but there's no, there's not an order. This is just like some possible reasons this could happen for you. And I'm sure there's more things we could add to this list. This is just what Thomas and I have kind of gathered and what also what I gathered from your question boxes. So I got, you know, some of these from you guys as well. So let's, let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's get into it. I every time I say let's get into it, I just immediately think of Girl Boss Town on TikTok, and I'm obsessed with her. So I just wanted to give her a random shout out because I keep saying let's get into it because of her. Anyways, let's get into it. Possible reasons this has happened for you. First one is birth control. So a lot of us are um, like, you know, maybe you're not on birth control as a teenager when you're dating, whatever, and then you get engaged and you're like, okay, time to start thinking about birth control. And so you get on birth control when you're engaged. And by the time it's like really kicked in and used to your body is when you get married. And there is a huge, huge, huge side effect of birth control that is loss of sex drive. And the more women I talk to, um, I will add, they'll message me about this and I'll ask them, I'm like, are you on birth control? And they're always like, yes. And I'm hearing so many stories from people of like, they, their sex drive was great. Then they went on birth control and it was gone. And then they got off birth control and their sex drive was back. And so I, it's, it's pretty not like clear, but it is pretty clear that it's like birth control is, plays a huge factor in our sex drive. And I know Thomas, you can't fully relate to this because you have not taken birth control, which I really believe there should be more options, not just on women. I think there should be options for men. Would you agree with that? Um, Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> we are feminists on the Say What podcast, Thomas. 
Yeah, I mean, I really don't know. I mean, I think everything should be equal, but I do not know enough about the subject to really comment on it. That's fair. So, But you would take it if it was available if, for you to if take. If it's a possibility and it could be even and the side effects were similar, I mean, yeah, I would. I will jump in here. It's really funny when men bring up, like, the side effects of birth control and say, like, oh, as long as it's not, like, cancer or they're not a lot of side effects. And it's like, yeah, every single side effect of birth control is bad, and there's a ton of them. So... I just need to make that clear, <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know you can't really, can't really comment on this one, but it is true. Like birth control really does highly affect you. And I wish I had like an answer for you friends who are like, okay, I, you're right. It's probably my birth control. I need to get off. I guess the answer is listen to last week's episode where we talked about natural family planning because um, me and Faith Thompson, who talks about this all the time, she was on the episode and she educated us on natural family planning and how that works. And we had a really great conversation and it's really not as overwhelming and stressful as you may think it is. I, it, it sounded like not pretty easy. I don't want to say it like that because there are extra steps you have to take, but it really did like hearing her talk about it, helped it not feel so scary and helped it feel pretty like understandable. Like, Oh, okay. I can do this. Like it's not as hard as I thought it would be to figure this out. And so I really want to encourage you if you are in this boat, you're listening to this episode because like your sex drive is not where it used to be or after you started birth control, I highly suggest you talking to your doctor about it and then even looking at options that are not hormonal birth control because it really does affect a lot of us and we may not like realize that at the moment, but thinking about it, like stepping away from it and looking like, when did you get on it? How did that correlate with when you got married? I think you will see that there's a huge correlation there. So, and it is. It's a side effect of hormonal, hormonal, I don't know. I cannot say that word. Hormonal? Yes. Birth control. There is a side effect is, is having a low sex drive. So I definitely would look into that, friends. Like that, that's just something that I hate because I love birth control for what it is. I think it's awesome. I love that it provides an ease you know and endless stress and things like that but I don't, is it it's kind of like is it worth it to not have a sex drive and so it's like I mean I think scientifically it makes sense that that would be the case mm-hmm. um, it is un- an unfortunate can be an unfortunate side effect but it does make sense and I think my only the only thing I'll add about the natural fa- natural family planning stuff so I listened to that episode obviously and I think you know my thought with it is it's kind of just you got to be a little bit more intentional. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily difficult, but just you know it's said, yeah. It's, Sorry, it's um you know it's just, it's about being intentional. I would compare it to anything like trying to eat healthy, right? It's just it's not harder or worse. It's just different, and you just got to think about it a little bit more. But I feel like you know once it becomes a routine, you right. you kind of have it down. It's just learning that routine and it becoming a habit. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Next next thing that I think this is going to be a lot of us can relate to. So if you grew up in purity culture, you are constantly hearing that like sex is bad. You don't need to do it. Like you're, you know, some extremes are like you, you hear it so many times. You're like, if I have sex, I'm going to get pregnant immediately and die. Like that's kind of how it felt because I heard it so many times that sex was bad. You shouldn't do it. You shouldn't do it. And so shocking shocker that when you get married, your brain just cannot make that switch. Like, your brain cannot go from sex is bad, sex is good. Even though you're, like, you know, you desire your husband and you want to do it, like, 
your brain just can't make the switch from like sex is bad to sex is good. And so you're, you know, wanting to have sex with your husband, but you still may feel like shame about it because the only thing that really changed in your life was like you signed a piece of paper and now you're living with your person and you're married. And I know that there's marriage is a lot more than that, but like, if you look at it, like that's what changed is you had an event and you signed a paper and you guys both decided like, this is what we're going to do. And so your brain is like, well, you're, I'm with this person all the time. And so but I guess now we're just married, but it just, it can't, it's, it's really struggles to make the switch from now it, it was bad and now it's good. Um, and you still may have some shame from it. And so that could be a reason that like your sex drive isn't there because you just haven't made the switch in your head. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, my experience in student ministries and different things like that was there's always this weird, uh, feeling and emotion around the nights where you know sex is going to be talked about people like they'll send stuff home for people's kids before like let people know this is what we're talking about because it's such a big deal and you know it's always always communicated about in the way of here's all the negative things that will happen if you have sex yeah and you know, I feel like every, when we talk about this kind of stuff and, you know, the conversation or some of our old, like people that are youth pastors or have been in student ministry before will be like, well, we did say all this and this sex, sex truth. Like, yeah, you, you may have said those things, but you kind of, you know, like say, you really saying the, emphasize, excuse me, really <laughs> emphasize yeah, the bad part. Like putting really talk one, about the good putting one good caveat at the beginning and diving into it really isn't enough. I mean, I don't feel like, I don't feel like in a positive way, I learned the positive things about sex right. from church. Yeah. It, it was just mostly the negatives and the don't do it and all those kind of details, not any of the good stuff. And so it's like, how, how does your brain expect to go from one to the other in one night? It doesn't happen. And so like, maybe there's some like, you know, shame that you have to work through, like, you know, working through that, even though you should not feel shame whatsoever, but like the reality is maybe that's happening for you. And so there's like an area that like you guys can work through and, and right first we're going to be listening off like how like some possible reasons. And then the next thing we're going to get into is how to like what to do about it. So I'll talk about what to do about this in a minute, but it's just like, that could be a reason why your sex drive isn't there. It's just because your brain is still like, I'm not supposed to do this. This is really bad. And so your body also feels that way. And so you're not able to get turned on and you're and a lot of people like to separate the mind and the body, like as two separate things, but it is one whole thing. Like your body communicates all together as one. And so if your mind is thinking like, Oh, I shouldn't do this. This is bad. Even though it isn't bad, but your mind is saying it's bad. Then your body is not going to be able to just like swap that and get turned on and get excited. Like it doesn't, it doesn't quite work that way. So, um, it, that could definitely be a reason. Um, yeah, for sure. Next one. I don't know what I said for sure too, but (laughs) for sure, for sure, for sure, Hannah, good, good, good conversations. You guys have to be so honest with you right now. I'm so tired. I'm really trying to wake up and like find some energy, but I just have to be super honest. We're recording this during my busy work weekend. So real sleepy, but it's going to be okay. Pushing through. I'm really excited to talk about this. I just got to find the energy and focus. Let's go. Okay. Next one. Thomas, I think you should lead this one. Okay. 
So <laughs> <laughs> love that. I was completely prepared for this. Oh, yeah. Because um, I think this is honestly maybe the number one thing, if I'm being oh, honest. Yeah. And it is the number one thing that you guys DM'd us about. Yeah. And, or DM'd and, me. Thomas doesn't read them, I promise. But yeah, I mean, and I think for me, I didn't want to transition. I was going to say this a second ago, but I didn't because I knew it's kind of where we were going of like, when I was in student ministry, I feel like what I was, even if it was not the goal, what I was actually shown in student ministry was how to lust, like yeah. what lust was. And it created this idea of, you know, maybe in your teenage years, middle school, high school, like it would, anything sexual related was about being rebellious and devious. And you had this awesome feeling about breaking the rules and, it's fun. There's all these hot people, and that's the the fun thing to do. And you know, we use but you got to you got to overcome that. You can't listen to it. And we and we use the term. Uh, we've talked about this in some previous episodes. Of it's the for, forbidden fruit idea. Of yep. the forbidden fruit always tastes the sweetest. Right. And then once you get married, and sex is not forbidden anymore. It just it loses the appeal. Yeah, it loses its flavor. It loses its excitement, a, appeal, and you know, uh, other things will, will will be occupying your brain about what you need to be thinking about. And yeah. it, it's also like we. I've also learned some of the stuff about like just when you're in the mood, excited, like what how that kind of happens in your brain can shift over time. And if you if it's not something that you can you're building up in your brain anymore because it's not forbidden then it can lower your sex drive because oh well it's you know it's not this crazy thing that uh is a secret and people don't know about it's like well no you're married everybody assumes especially in the christian right. world that you flip this switch oh well they're married they're having sex all the right. time and that kind of like negatively reinforces and cr could create a lower sex drive. Right. Yeah. I mean, we have to be honest about this, guys. Like being rebellious and like breaking the rules can be like a fun feeling. Like it's an attractive kind of fun feeling. Like you feel sneaky. It makes you feel sexy. And so when you're dating and let's say you're maybe crossing boundaries that you set or whatever, it's like you're, quote, breaking the rules and it's fun. And so when you don't have any, quote, rules to break, it's just like not as a big deal anymore. And you're like, oh, Okay, that's all it is. And so I just think we have to be super honest with ourselves about that, guys. Like, have to be so right. honest about that because I think that really does play a big part of it. Um, somebody had messaged and said, she was like, I saw a quote one time that said, like, Satan will do anything he can to get you in bed before marriage and out of bed once you're married. Yep. And that's I good. just completely yeah. agree with that. I actually saw a couple of people had said that, and I was like, yeah, totally. Like, Satan's going to make it look really fun and attractive because he wants to like take something from you. And then when you're married, he also wants to take that from you. So he's going to do whatever he can to just steal, kill and destroy. And that's yeah. what's happening in our relationships. When you're chasing after Jesus, that's what Satan's trying to do. And so he's going to do that to our relationships. He's going to take that like fun away, even though like sex when you're married is absolutely fun. Like you're so, you know, attracted to your spouse and it is a, like you get to have this intimate experience and it's so fun and it's so attractive, but 
I guess it loses its appeal because you're not like being sneaky and breaking the rules or whatever. And so it's like, oh, this isn't what we thought it would be. And on the same like lines of this is like you make sex to be some like thing in your head. And like I have the whole episode where I talk about putting sex on a pedestal. And so when it actually happens and let's face it, everyone's first couple of weeks or months of having sex, you're really trying to figure it out and how it works. And maybe you don't know what you like yet. And so it maybe it's not what you thought it would be because sex is a skill and you have to learn how to do it and you have to work up to it. And so if you can't, if it's like not happening the way you thought it would, well, then that's like a letdown. And so you're like, well, this is act- isn't actually what I thought it would be. So I just don't want to have it anymore. And so you have to like really process through that. We have to be really honest with ourselves about just that appeal of it is like when you're dating, you're not supposed to do it. And anytime that you're not excuse me, supposed to do something, it has that, like, sneaky, fun feel. For me, it makes me really anxious. <laughs> but I would definitely say, like, <laughs> dating, like, we can, we can experience that. It's, like, not – and then when you get married, it may not be what you thought it was going to be. And so there's a letdown there with it as well. And so it's just like, okay, I guess the forbidden fruit wasn't as sweet as I thought it was going to be. And so then you just kind of get in a rut, and you're like, okay, what do I do about this now? And we'll tell you what to do in a minute. (laughs) It's like, okay, this isn't what I thought it was going to be, and it's not as fun as I thought it was going to be. And, like, another part of it, too, is, like, when you get married – when you're dating, excuse me, when you're dating, you are probably not living together and you're not, you're seeing each other, but there's always like a time frame with it. And so you feel like you have to do everything within this five minutes. And so there's this big buildup of like, oh, he's coming to pick me up. So now we can make out and now we can do this and this and this. And we can only do it until 1130 PM and then I have to go home. Like there's such a time frame with it. And when you get married, you're just together all the time. And so you have to make it a priority when you're married because since you're together 24-7, you're just like, you don't think about it unless it's a priority. I mean, Thomas and I like got married and then both worked from home and we've worked from home since we got married. And so we've always been together all the time and I really wouldn't change it for anything. But it is a difference from like having a time frame with it to not at all and just being like, oh, I guess we can do this like whenever we want now. And unless it's a priority, it's not happening. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think it's um, as far as time and priority. I mean, how how much are you wanting to get into what to do about it right now? Are we going to say? No, we'll talk about that at the end. Okay. Okay. Because we're going to kind of okay. talk about yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, yep. Let's move to the next one then. Okay. Um, the next one is like getting married is a. This kind of goes along with what I just said, but like getting married is a major life transition, like totally changes everything about your life. Like you go to moving in with somebody, like you're with someone 24 seven, like your relationship, like, yes, it's, you know, different than dating, you know, as far as like, you know, you're living together and stuff, but I guess your relationship's getting stronger. And so it's just a life transition. And when you're going through a life transition, it's probably stressful. And when people are stressed out that could either mean you do have more sex or you have less sex. So for you, maybe you're having less sex because you're just stressed out trying to figure out what it's like to be married because being married is like trying to figure it out is tough. And so you are trying to figure it out and you're stressed. And so you're not really having sex. And this is a big thing. This one and the next two, I think is what affected Thomas and I, but, um, 
Yeah, getting, I mean, we could probably all relate to, to, we could probably relate to all of these, actually, if we're being honest with ourselves, but, like, getting married is a life transition, and so when you're trying to figure it out, you are stressed, and then you're not making sex a priority. I mean, for us, like, when we got married, we moved out to Colorado, we didn't have any jobs, and so um, Thomas was, like, really, you know, trying to figure out how we can manage our finances, and then when we did decide to get jobs, he was like, okay, how are we going to be able to, like, pay for our lives, and so, I mean, I'm speaking for you but it was like that was on your mind not sex and so I think that's where our experience of this comes from that and it was painful for me which I'll talk about next but I think that's like you know where we fell into is you're really focused on paying our bills instead of having sex yeah, which I felt you know is as well and I think it's um I think the big thing you know for me and that's why that's why there's a whole bunch of reasons we're talking about today because it's different for everybody but you know, depending on how uh, some of this stuff is just relative, right? Everybody's experience different is different. But I feel like if you if you're getting married younger, like uh, which I would consider, I got married young ish. Or we were twenty. I was twenty four when I got married, but still young. I think. But for me, I, even though I was twenty four, for the most part, I'd always really lived at home. Like I, I moved to where I moved to Augusta where Hannah lived for about six ish months. So, you know, so it was a big transition for me going from living at home and not having as many responsibilities and a full-time job to, holy crap, what am I going to do for work? Uh, I've never lived in a home with anybody before and we have to pay taxes and car insurance (laughs) and, water bills and buy dog food and sweep the floors. I mean, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Change light bulbs. Because we were so busy changing light bulbs, we couldn't have sex. Because all we did when we got married was just change light bulbs. There's just so many things. There's so many things. I've I've changed more light bulbs than I cared to have changed. Right. I thought you were going to say more times than you've had sex. (laughs) I was going to say that is not true. But it is reality though. When you're super strong, stressed about all of that like sex does not become a priority for you it's like on the back burner and I think we all just have this like concept like misconception in our mind that we're just going to get married and want to have sex all the time and nothing else is going to take precedence and that's just like not reality like that's not true at all I really did think that I was like I don't know we're just going to have sex all the time like all we're going to be doing is rolling around in bed having sex and I don't know why I thought that I guess because people told me or the movies make it that way or that's just what society says to you and how that's going to be and that's just really not reality and reading all of your messages like that's not reality for you either and so it's just like you know, you are trying to do life and then you can also have sex now and it's just not as a, much of a priority as maybe you thought it would be. So, yeah, that yep. affected us a lot. Next one, another reason, it's painful. So for us, it was like, you know, we were stressed trying to figure out how to live in a super expensive place. And then on top of that, sex was really painful for me. And when something is really painful for you, you don't want to do it. Now, I will say, like, I did still have a pretty high sex sex desire, like sex drive, because I wanted to make it work. And I thought that it was my duty and I felt very obligated to do it. And so that was like another weird thing. <laughs> um, but that's not what we're talking about today. But I did, but I still had a high sex drive. But at the same time, I was also like, you know, we don't have to have sex because that means I won't be in pain. So it was a very weird thing to balance, but definitely painful is a big role. It's a big thing for some people. And it's something that they don't expect also. And so when you 
like let's say you don't have any like past history of any kind of penetrating penetration hurting you like fingers tampons whatever like none of that has hurt you before and so or if it has you didn't connect that to well that means sex is gonna hurt and so when you got married and sex suddenly was hurting and wasn't working that can create a lot of anxiety it does create a lot of anxiety it creates a lot of feeling like you're broken like your body doesn't do what it wants to you maybe you're embarrassed about it I know I surely was I was like what the heck like why does not work like my poor husband married somebody who can't have sex and this is really stupid and that's how I felt for a long time and so I know that that a lot of people can relate to that like maybe your sex drive isn't there because it hurts and if it does I'm so 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 sorry you are not alone I would love for you know I'm sure we chat on Instagram a lot I would love for you to join the pelvic health um, besties group because that'll be a place for you to not feel so alone and we can talk about this all the time in that group so but just know you're not alone and that's a big thing and probably confusing for you as well <laughs> like for you my husband okay okay sorry, I, thought, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I didn't know if you were talking to the audience or me yeah I mean I think I think one of the toughest things with that is um you know I guess it's associated with a lower sex drive of just not knowing to you know okay well if I'm in the mood right now and I bring this up or try to make a move or start doing my sexy dance like <laughs> is it or hey Alexa play sexy music and Alexa's like um, playing under the covers country. That's a real story that happened. Yes, that and, has happened to us. So, so I think that was, I think that was part of it. It wasn't sexy. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it was for the right people. Um, but I think, you know, I think that was the biggest thing for me during that is, you know, wishing it could. Yes. And then also just trying to figure out like how to navigate it of, is this the time? Like, what should we do? Would it be better to just not bring it up? because it might hurt. Like, I think that was the biggest thing for me. It was just yeah. how to navigate that. Yeah, that's fair. Totally fair. Um, cool. And then, <laughs> cool. Uh, another, I'm like, what is wrong with me today, friends? I'm sorry. Um, okay, another reason for it could be porn. So I, like, porn, people use porn a lot. And if that is not something that you're okay with, we are absolutely not okay with it in any way, shape or form. Um, I don't believe it's ethical and I don't believe it's right to watch other people have sex. And so, um, like that could also be a reason that you have a low sex drive. So, um, that was something, you know, we've talked about it in our marriage. Right. And so we've got episodes out there about that for us. But like, I think that, you know, heavily affected us. Like you had watched porn and I knew that. And so I had felt very like inferior and like, I'm not going to be as good as they are. And so that created a lot of anxiety and a lot of nerves. And like, um, I want to encourage you if you are listening to this and you are unsure if you, if your husband is watching, watching porn or if you are watching porn yourself, like I would really take, you know, some time to really think and process that because I highly think that is affecting your sex life. Like I know it's affecting your sex life. And so, well, I shouldn't say hundred percent no, but I like, I mean, but I do it, it's, think it, it is. Even if it's in just sub, some kind of subconscious way. I mean, there's, that's what's the, the thing with porn is, is, is there's so many negative avenues mentally, spiritually, emotionally with it you know it, mm -hmm. it can create expectations that you think sex that's how sex is and if it's not that lowers your sex drive a lot of times porn is a stress reliever so if that's what you're doing to 
kind of relieve your stress and trying to like coat your emotions, you're probably not going to want to have sex as much either just because, right. you know, like, like a lot of substances, you're just kind of coating your, your pain or what you're going through. Yeah. Um, and that can, you know, mentally and emotionally affect your sex drive. Right. Right. Absolutely. And if you're not sure if your spouse is watching, I would just straight up ask them. There's really no way around it. There's no way you can, I don't, you know, don't encourage you to like go get, grab their phone or their computer and go through it. I encourage you just to like talk to them and ask them just straight up, like, are you watching this? And if you are looking for resources on that, um, Hey, Evelyn James on Instagram is a great place to start. She's absolutely incredible and talks about porn and her husband is often on there talking about it as well. And so I definitely recommend you guys looking into her stuff because yep. she's really great. Yep. Cool. Um, another one. We got two more. So there's so I many. I love how you said cool after that one too. You just every I, single one. Cool. Everyone was cool. I'm like, cool. I, do I know how to make so transitions today? I don't. Yeah. That what she's actually doing is that's her rating how it went. So we finished talking. She's like, cool. <laughs> I'm like, that was a seven out of ten. No, I like I just had to be honest with you guys about being tired, and so I think that's where that's going. From. It's been a, it's been a long week, and it, you got a long weekend, but it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. Okay, okay, okay. Moving on, we got two more. Two. Two more. Um, another reason that your sex drive may go away after you get married is that sex is a very vulnerable experience. Yes. Not just physically, not just like you're showing your whole body to another person, like emotionally, spiritually, like mentally. It is a very, very vulnerable experience, and that could cause some anxiety for you. And so knowing that you have, you're going to be vulnerable with this one person and like put your whole self out there physically, mentally, like emotionally, like that's a lot. And so that could definitely cause you to have some anxiety, which could lead to you not wanting to have sex because you're anxious about your body or anxious about the way that like, if you're good at it or whatever. And I'm just here to break the myth that like, no one is good at sex when they first start having it. Like no one knows what to do or how to do it. And that's actually my next conversation. So I'll get into fully that in, in the next one, but it's just like, there's a lot of things that can lead to anxiety. And so if you're anxious, you're probably not going to want to have sex. I know some people like if they're anxious or stressed, like they want to have sex more because it's a relief for them. But for others, it may not be the case. And so you may just be like feeling a lot of stress and anxiety. And that is definitely affecting your sex drive. Right. It just shuts you down. Yeah. Yeah. It totally shuts you down. If you're having any kind of insecurities or fears of being vulnerable or things like that, like that can really play a role in it. And I know as women, like, Actually, I'm not even going to say as women because men also have body image issues. I fully take that back. I'm not going to like cut it out. I'm just going to own it up here that 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 is not just a women's thing. But like I know having body image like struggles and not like having like body image or body dysmorphia, like not seeing yourself the way others see you and just that can highly affect your sex drive. And so I'm here to tell you that I think you're so beautiful and in every way, shape or form. Um, but I know just hearing it from a random person on a podcast doesn't always make it super, super real for you, but that could be a reason that you are, you know, don't have a sex drive right after you get married because it's just like a very vulnerable, vulnerable experience. And that can cause you anxiety. Yep, Definitely. I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, I think 
for me, it's a struggle every now and then. Like, I don't look the way that I did when we got married or the summer me before either. we got married. But we're going to and the gym now. I feel like if 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 that body came back, I would probably want to have sex more. I and think I'm if my body came back, I'd also want to have sex more. But you know what? Our bodies right now are great. They're serving us. They're awesome. And hey, we're just going to go get better because listen, we want to feel healthier. My body does a great job in taking the food that I give it. <laughs> it, does, it, it doesn't fail me often with yeah. that. Yeah, I really need to figure out, you know, other food to intake into our bodies. But we're doing a great Instead job. Instead of hibachi. Yes. No, <laughs> hibachi is great. Food food in general is not bad. Like, there is not a bad food. Oh. But there is food that can fill your body but in different the, ways. But the best food yes. is some rice and some lo mein okay. and some chicken All right. covered in yum yum. Cool. That, I'm saying cool that time to move on. <laughs> um, the next thing, I just mentioned it, so these two kind of go hand in hand, is you may honestly just like be really overwhelmed with knowing how to do how to do it, how to actually have sex, mechanics of it, like different sex positions. Like you may not know what you like, and so you're not satisfied, so you feel just like, why would I even do this if I'm unsatisfied every time we have sex? So I think that's like another real thing. I know that that is like a... Like, just so you're like, what do I do? And so you can look up Christian-friendly sex positions to get some ideas. I want to encourage you to get the, my favorite vibrator went from $13 to $15. So I'm very sorry, but honestly, $15. Supply and demand, baby. You've supply. been creating that demand. They're I like, have. we got to up our prices. I know. I Really, you guys buy this all the time. Like, I sell at least, like, 15 or 20 vibrators a month, no lie. So sometimes even more than that. So I'm crashing it on I, Amazon. I love that sentence. I would love to just like that. You should put that sentence in your bio on everything. But in case you guys think I'm rolling in it because I'm selling you this stuff, um, well, we Amazon don't, Associates. We don't make the vibrators. This, right. But Amazon Associates, it's not what you think, guys. It's really not what you think, but <laughs> not rolling in it yet. Um, but you can get my favorite $15 vibrator. I think that it is a great first step into figuring out what you like. I don't think that it is a replacement of your spouse at all. I think it elevates the experience. So um, the mechanics of it, that could leave you stressed and anxious and not knowing, not knowing how to do it and just feeling unsatisfied. So you're like, well, if I'm not satisfied, I should just stop. So I definitely think that's one that could affect it. Any other ideas that we missed out? I feel like we touched on a lot of things. That's good. I'm ready to talk about how to fix it. Okay, well, why don't you why don't you lead us then, Mister the, Thomas Ward? You're very excited about how to fix this. Do you care this. which one of these orders I go in? No, because I ahead. added a couple while we were talking. That's okay. Um, I, now we've talked about all the reasons, like why, well, not all of them, all the ones that we could come up with, <laughs> all the reasons why your sex drive may be gone after you get married. Now let's talk about what to do about that. So you've maybe discovered like, oh, this one's for me, or this one's for me, or this one's me. Now, what do you do about it? Let's go in this order. I like this order. Okay. So take it away. I would say the the main theme that is kind of the heart of how you can, I guess, solve isn't the the correct term because you know we can't necessarily solve some of these, but to like move forward in any of these scenarios, if you related or experiencing any of these any of these scenarios, it's all about communication. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, outside of when you're actually having sex, like yes, outside of the bedroom. Yes. Outside, <laughs> Talking about sex when you're not having sex is yeah, key. <laughs> yes. So being fully transparent, I mean, in so many ways, I'm sure you have some, but I think off the top of my head is like, you know, it's got to be, um, you, you want to make sure it's at a good 
a good time. You want you don't want to just bring it up when you're super stressed. Right. Um, you want to, you know, the, the person that you're talking to is supposed to be somebody that loves you. So you're approaching, you want to also approach it with love. And I feel mm -hmm. like, you know, if you approach, if you approach the, you want to approach these conversations with the, with the best intentions, yeah. uh, because you know, this, this stuff to work the right way, it takes two people, no matter which one of these you related to. Right. And the, and, and the other person for, for every single one of these, this is this is true. The other person will not know unless you talk to them about it. Right. And I was I was looking at this list and I'm like, every single one of these is, is so important for you to talk to your person about and just say, like, being honest, like purity culture was so hard for me to grow up in. And I had such a negative view of sex for so long that like when we got married, no matter how much I like you and I'm attracted to you and I love you and think that you're the sexiest human on the planet, my body is just not ready it's not wanting to it's confused it's stuck it doesn't know how to do it and I I just can't get over that hump like even just saying that it's probably going to be a huge weight off your shoulders and just feeling like such a relief to like get it out like and not just have it and communicating with your person about this stuff is just so important because you guys can figure out a game plan together on what to do to like work on it and I definitely think like your sex lives will go through seasons of like you have sex all the time and there's some seasons where you don't have sex as much and kind of like goes up and down. But I really think that you guys can put a game plan together of like, okay, what is the goal that we want? If the goal is that we want to be having more sex, how can we get there? If it's birth control is getting in the way, okay, let's figure out another game plan with birth control. If it's that your mind can't switch from sex being okay to being good, or if it's like the forbidden fruit thing or something like that, like, okay, maybe, maybe we should like invest in going to some therapy. Like therapists are super helpful going Going to a therapist really helped me out in this area a lot and like processing my emotions and how to get from A to B. Like that was a big thing. So like maybe it's time that like we go to therapy and, and like individually are together and talk about it. Like I think that could be a thing, good thing. And even just being honest with your person about it could really like help you in that way. And talking to the Lord about it, like asking Jesus to help you have a mindset switch and change and like spending time in the word, like reading about it. And I can't, I will say it can get frustrating sometimes when you're trying to read about sex in the Bible, besides reading like song of Solomon, besides reading that everything else is like, don't do it. Sexual immorality. And so that is like a little frustrating, but you can read about marriage and the, the beauty of it and, and see like, okay, I really believe it. This is what this is and that sex is good and it's a gift from God and he created us naked because he wanted us to be able to have sex all the time and he created the clitoris just to be able to provide pleasure for a woman so if he didn't if he didn't like give it any other purpose besides that then why would it be there and so sex is like meant to be an enjoyable thing for you to experience with your person and so just like working on having those thoughts and I think I have a whole episode talking about going from purity culture into God's design don't I? Yes. Yeah, so you can listen to that episode, and that can help you out there. But just communication is so, so, so huge. And I think for me, you know, when you're thinking about this, it's when you're communicating, you need to keep in mind, like, what what is the priority? If it's to have more of a frequency, you need to come figure out what that looks like for your relationship to make sure it can be more frequent. If you, maybe you discover, you know, there's some patterns or things that lead to a lower sex drive, work on, you know, shifting those patterns, changing up your activities. If there's conversations that need to be had, you need to make sure you make space for 
continuing conversation so that you can be open and honest with your partner. Um, And that doesn't necessarily mean it's got to be some kind of like topic that's always talked about. It it can be, you can talk about it a lot, but it just needs to be prioritized and intentional. Yeah. Because if it's not intentional, it's, it's never going to change. Right. And like really making it a priority. And like, like I said, figuring out your goals too, of like, okay, is your goal more quantity? Is your goal more quality of sex? Like figuring out what your goal for it here is. Cause you've, you've recognized the issue of like, you don't really have a sex drive. And so what is your goal going to be? Is it going to be working on the quality of sex, working on the quantity of sex? Like if sex is painful for you, the goal is to be healed. And if it is painful, your next step is absolutely to go to the doctor. Um, I have an episode called sex hurts. Now what? And you can listen to the steps that you should take if sex is hurting for you, but, um, like figuring out what you're like, how to get there. It also happens with making like the conversations a priority. So I completely agree. Like communication priorities and prioritizing, like maybe there are things that help you get into the mood better. Right. Yeah. Like whatever the things are that do it for you, like, (laughs) you know, prioritize adding more of that into your life, whether it's, you know, something maybe for you, if it's like work and stress, you know, there's different things you can do to help manage that. If it's something that your partner can help, uh, can help with, communicate that with them and get, see if you can get that a part of your life, a part of your relationship. Right. Absolutely. A hundred percent agree with that. And like one of the things that you, I think can do also tangibly is like to keep dating. You are really good about that for us, like being on top of that. I try. Yeah. I mean, I really, I really like the, I really like it. I mean, we're super busy all the time and I do, I do like to just sit my little booty on the couch sometimes (laughs) and watch TV or play games on my phone. But I also like to go out and have fun and have conversations and talk. And I I feel like for us, it's something like if a conversation needs to happen, It'll happen at the house if that's where we're at. But mm-hmm. most of the times, like us checking in on each other, we don't really do it unless we're out somewhere having dinner right. or doing something. But we're, when we were before, like holidays really happened, we were really consistent with a weekly date night. It, it always happens every the, the every holiday season for us since we've been married. Like after my birthday, which is the first week of November, <laughs> all the way through, like mid-January is just tough for us with date night and it is but we talk about it we try it just doesn't happen I know but since we have a consistent date night though we do have consistent check-in questions of like how are you really doing how are you actually doing because when I'm talking about communication with your person I'm not just saying you're like daily talks that you have with your person because I'm sure you talk to your person all the time of yeah, like not how look at you... this funny video I saw or how or, was work I mean, today yeah, like, yeah even more than how was your day no how how are how, you how is your soul what do you like what what are you loving right now what are you not loving right now what are you yeah. excited about like what having those kind how of can conversa- I help you yeah those yeah. conversations actually having those conversations make a big what really am big I doing difference. that annoys you do you want the long list <laughs> just kidding we each have a long list for each other of things that annoy each other so it's fine but yeah that's I think that can also help as well like really having intentional date nights and having having fun with it and I read somewhere and we tried it that like you often in your mind think like you go on the date and then you come home and have sex but I think your date can be a lot 
like really fun if you like have sex and then go on your date. I think there's a lot of ways that things that we can do about it. And I just want you guys to know that like you are not alone. So many of us go through this and have experienced this. And I just want to like reiterate it as much as I can that you are not alone and you don't have to stay in this place. Like you're not stuck here forever. It will get better and try implementing some of these things. And I think it could really make a huge help on you help in your relationship. So yep. Um, I'm, I hope this was helpful today. Thomas, thank you so much for being on, a guest on the Say What Podcast. I it know the listeners love hearing from you. absolutely my pleasure. <laughs> you guys are the best. Thank you so much for listening. And I really, really hope to see you in the memberships. I'm super pumped to have you. If yes, you be looking out tomorrow. Yes, yes. Like, I want to make it clear. Like, I have two options. But if you, so if you're experiencing painful sex you can join the say what friends one and if you are experiencing painful sex i would love to have you in the pelvic health besties group and if you join pelvic health besties you also get say what and everything say what friends and all of that stuff for free you'll be in both groups don't worry you're not gonna be left out um but thank you guys so much for listening today you are the best can't wait to see you in the memberships and we will talk soon